Welcome to Bury the Weed. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zeratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. And welcome to the show. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about sports. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out why. Kinda. Kinda. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, cities that we've visited that have maybe disappointed and or surprised us. And we're going to talk about uh, the shift in cultural landscape in terms of arts in the city, but also abroad. How was your week without me, Jen? Honestly, I missed you. I, <laughs> I feel like it's been many more than many more weeks than yes. just the one. Although uh, Jill Wilson filled in for you yeah, on last week's show. Yeah, that was great. And she did a great job and it was super fun. Thanks, so. Jill. Thanks, Jill. So you're still on holidays. You're. I know. I'm breaking the cardinal rule of don't work on your holidays. You are. You're totally working. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because this week brought some exciting news exciting. in Bury the Lead Land and Winnipeg Free Press Land. We got nominated for an award. What? <laughs> Literally, my reaction was, what? I know. You texted me. I was in Staples. <laughs> I, was, I was reading your text saying, um, we won an award in all caps lock. Yeah. And I was I had to immediately go into my work email. Yeah. And find we, out what's going on. Our podcast, our new baby podcast, this is episode 24. We record this in my basement. And we've been nominated for a Canadian Online Publishing Award. So that's very exciting. And we're up against like... <laughs> The CBC radio of its entire Yeah, day. and like Vice's motherboard. And, and like some political thing that I've never heard of. Yeah, so like we feel good, we feel <laughs> good, good about us. that. We feel flattered yes. and honored and, and humbled and, and surprised. Very surprised, yes. Um, Free Press also did very well. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of other nominations, including two out of the five finalists for Best Canada 150. Including content. our Canada 150 songs behemoth that took months and months to put together. So I'm really excited about that one. And honestly, I have to say, like, I, because I have often whined about how I am a zero time award nominee. <laughs> and so being nominated for an award feels as good as I expected it to. <laughs> I have to be honest. That's why I'm like, I'm not even going to humble brag about this. I'm going to straight up Legit brag. brag. Yeah. Uh, ben McPhee Sigurdsson was in yeah. the best uh, column category for Spit Take. Those are his wine tasting videos that he does. They're yes. really funny. That are really great. And then like a bunch of sports. Yes. Like a bunch of sports content as well. So yeah. That's everybody. I know. Who says, who says newspapers can't do interesting online publishing things? <laughs> we're, we're proving that we can. I also enjoy how not humble we're being at all. We're like, I'm going to pat myself on the back for an entire week. Because <laughs> literally, this is the only award I'll ever be nominated for. And like, we're not going to win. <laughs> so <laughs> we got to take it all in now. <laughs> exactly. We got to just, you know, enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, thank you for everyone who's been listening. Yeah. So far. Yeah. And, uh, you know, subscribe. So that is all the self-plugging <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do today. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that concludes the. But that's why I came back to chat on the week of my holidays because we're just too excited to not we're very talk excited about it. but we promise this concludes the obnoxious portion of the podcast yeah we'll, we'll wind it down so for people who have continued listening past <laughs> this point um yeah you we're going to talk a little bit about you went on a little bit of a yeah on so a vacation been, vacation yeah i've been off for this is my second week which has been really nice because you always need the time to like recharge and i find that sometimes one week isn't enough to like fully wind down I agree. Because then three days in, you're thinking, oh, man, I have to go back to, to work in a couple of days. So it's it, the Sunday scaries, but for right. like four days. Right. So it's been it's been nice to have a full two weeks off. I went to San Francisco for a few days, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. 
Um, and then the rest of the time has been a staycation, but it's been very busy. Um, yeah, you went to Staples on your staycation, <laughs> apparently. I did. Uh, and there's been a bunch of other weird things going on that are just taking up a lot of time. And so today is really my first day that I haven't had a bunch of stuff to do, which is ridiculous, but true. So I'm going to enjoy the last few days and sleep a lot. I'm excited. Good. Um, this week has been like I feel like I'm every week I'm like it's been so busy but it really and Jill and I were talking about this last week like art season is oh and yeah yeah (laughs) it is upon us yeah so which is great because in Winnipeg there's not like we always talk about how festival season is oh September there is never a night that there's something not going on totally a lot of negatives but you know what I mean (laughs) every night there's something going on (laughs) is what I'm trying to say um yeah so I feel like festival season gets a lot of the glory but fall in the city is also touring 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 yeah it's also a charming time as well Mm -hmm. you know and it was also my second wedding anniversary this week too oh congratulations thanks we made it <laughs> We've actually been together for a lot longer. It'll be eleven years in January. What is the second anniversary? Is it like it's cotton? So buy some sheets? No, we are going to celebrate that by buying each other some nice back to school jeans. We've decided. Oh, well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, cotton. I did laundry, so I guess that's like kind <laughs> that of kind of counts. Kind of a gift to everyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we celebrated that, and yeah, so it's been and and and. I wanted to talk about this too because I have a piece that ran in um, Thursday's Uptown, but the ABBA WSO Pops kick off on Friday night. I'm going and I'm so excited. <laughs> I love ABBA so much as I've mentioned on this podcast several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like I've done some YouTubing on Arrival from Sweden, which is the band that's coming. Okay. They are from Sweden, hence their name. Um, but they are like... Legit like scarily so (laughs) like like, the accuracy is frightening alarming what if it no i never mind never mind i retract my question (laughs) (laughs) so uh it'll it's a good um it's a good way to experience abba if you never have and we'll see if i know that they've talked about going on a tour as holograms (laughs) so we'll see if that happens but until then i'm very excited to see arrival from sweden As I mentioned in the first segment, I was in San Francisco for a few days. You were. And I was visiting a couple of friends that I had met when I lived in New York City. And you had never been before, Never right? been to the West Coast, even. I've never oh, really okay. been, spent any time in Vancouver. I've never been to California before. So this was like all new for me. Many firsts. Yes. And uh, a lot of people who have been to San Francisco are kind of praising it very thoroughly. And I was like very excited to go. <laughs> but I have to say it was definitely not one of my favorite cities that I've ever been to. Re- tell me more about this. Well, I found that it was actually really dirty. Like mm. there's just litter everywhere. Like, That's surprising. I know. For some reason. And it was enough that I noticed it. Yeah. Which is, and I lived in New York. So like if I say a city's dirty, it's real dirty. You've lived in Winnipeg in the spring. Like. <laughs> right. Right. Like I have a pretty good gauge of how much dirt is acceptable for yeah. a city. And it was like well above the, the bar there. Um, and there's also an, an incredibly large homeless population, which I knew about because they offer homeless people in cities that have less hospitable climates the opportunity to get bussed to San Francisco because it's pretty um, consistent all year round. So I knew that, but 
it just like smells like pee everywhere because where are they going to go to the bathroom, right? If there's all these homeless people. And it's so frustrating it that is. That's, that is not a solution to homelessness. No, like it's not. And they're also very um, aggressive. And that, like my friend was telling me a story. She was on the BART, which is the public transportation underground system there. And a man tried to take a sandwich out of a person's hand and then tried to take her box of stuff that she had, <laughs> like literally grabbed it. from. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, that was not a reason to dislike a city, but it was just a little like more alarming than I had imagined. Well, and it's just interesting when you go somewhere, because I think especially cities that are famous and a lot of people do love you kind of mm-hmm. have oh yeah sort of the rose, like, you were yeah yeah and sort of the preconceived notions about a place right and then you get there and it's like oh this actually isn't what i thought it would be like. right and of course there are like really beautiful spots that we visited we went to um to a park that's right on the ocean and we put our feet in the ocean and saw the golden gate bridge and went to the walt disney museum and of course there's like lovely spots but on the whole i wasn't just sort of enamored with the city like I thought I would be and also all those freaking inclines there's hills everywhere and for someone who is born and raised on the prairies going up a hill that steep just made my calves explode I when I went to um I did a west coast trip in 2015 like through Seattle through wine country Mm -hmm. to Portland and one of the best trips I've ever been on. Like I can't recommend the Pacific Northwest enough, but yeah, walking from our hotel (laughs) to the international rose test garden in Portland, uh, which is the city of roses. um, It was like a hill. Oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it. Like I have to like stop and rest. And again, I'm not going to, it wasn't like we were like, and we hiked up a waterfall at one point on this trip, but yet this like, sloping hill and in that's Portland. Like, I was like, I can't handle That's it. not a reason why I I just like, that's just a part of the geography, which is why yeah. you go to a new city. It was just the kind of the icing on the cake. Where I was like, I don't like all these things and there's hills. Um, <laughs> but we saw, you know, the Full House house, which, you know, I love Full House. So that yes. was very exciting for me. I went to Alcatraz, which was super, super interesting. Love that. Food, amazing. Like the most amazing tacos I've ever had in my life. They were so good. And so there's a lot of positive things, of course, as well. And I got to spend time with my friends, which is really nice. But on the whole, if I didn't have a reason to go back, I don't know that I would. I was really surprised by how much I liked Seattle. Oh, yeah. Because I kind of had had the opposite, like people being like, oh, well, it's just like, you know, it's kind of like a corporate hub now and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like, I kind of felt like it was like if a person was just like comfortably relaxed into middle age. Like a, like a really cool 36-year-old person that was like, yeah, I was hip and cool once. Now I'm still cool, but I'm like self-assured and confident. Mm-hmm. That's Seattle, if Seattle were a person. <laughs> Whereas I felt like Portland was a little bit like just, and I don't know if it's because Portlandia has ruined, ruined my, my lens on it, but I just felt like it was just trying extremely hard to be cool. But yet the parts of Portland that I really loved, and I would definitely go back there, really reminded me of Winnipeg. I was going to say, I feel like Winnipeg will need to be careful not to fall into the same sort of MO. Like, just be cool. Just have some, just have some chill. (laughs) Um, And I was really surprised by, yeah, just how much, I guess, when something has just been hyped. Mm -hmm. But it's weird when you talk about a city because cities are so complicated. And I think Winnipeg kind of can identify with that because I think people have a lot of negative preconceived notions. And then when they come here, they're surprised in the opposite way. Right. Like that there was a news story about a couple that spent their honeymoon here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And people are like, what? But 
that makes sense to people who live here because obviously like I live here by choice, you know? So I, it's, you can't, it's hard to be like, it is, this is how a city is. It's like, well, I only experienced it for three days and this was my impression of it. And right. this is how it differed from other people's. You right. know? So it's just kind of interesting how, it is. yeah, how everyone's experiences are, are different and how they end up painting it. But it's funny. I ran into someone at a wedding mm-hmm. who was from, Montreal and had never been to Winnipeg before and was kind of like there's no way I would have gone to Winnipeg had it not been for a wedding a wedding Mm -hmm. but yet I think she had kind of a new I think she left with a new outlook on it right so sometimes it's it's nice to go and have your have your beliefs challenged a little bit (laughs) so you uh wrote a story I did write a wag (laughs) I wrote a story you wrote a story just one (laughs) Just story. That's it. Yeah. So uh, speaking of exciting things that are happening in Winnipeg, um, the Winnipeg Art Gallery, a exhibit called Insurgents Resurgence is opening there tonight. And it is the biggest Indigenous contemporary art e- exhibition that ha- they've ever had. That's incredible. Ever. Yeah. So 29 emerging to establish artists will be showing works. And, and what type of works are we talking about? Here? So they really like it's across all mediums. So there's okay. everything from like beating and tufting and painting to like live tattoo demonstrations. So it's kind oh, of really? like runs the gamut of sure. medium. But it also I think will really challenge people's idea about what indigenous art is. Mm hmm. Because I think people think of it as, as being really traditional yeah, and being, for sure. you know, ancient and, and have a lot of history that way, but not really think of it as being contemporary. Mm-hmm. And it was co-curated by Julia Nagam and uh, Jamie Isaac, who are like two young, cool, indigenous artists and curators. <laughs> so it was just so nice to see like two youngish women being afforded yeah. A bunch of curatorial power. Awesome. And they mentioned that in my story as well. Like that doesn't happen often, but they're the one making the decisions. And it kind of got me thinking because the Emmys, which had a bunch of historic wins, happened on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got me thinking about how much um, the landscape has changed. Yes, in terms of diversity, but in terms of who's making decisions. So who is curating shows? Who is running? Mm-hmm. You know, who's producing programs that are on Netflix? Like who is directing films mm-hmm. um it and it's so positive but i think it's also like we can't be like yay diversity we've done it because it's just i think it's we need to talk about it as it's a beginning and not an end right there's no such thing as sort of a finish line for that kind of exact concept it's yeah it's ever ever changing but i was super pumped for my husband in my head donald glover to <laughs> to win all these things cuz he's amazing and his purple suit was amazing as an aside um it was just very exciting to see and um i can't remember her name but the one from master of none who won yes for, lena yeah yeah for comedy writing that was so exciting and also i love that he that aziz ansari stepped aside and just sort of let her take the mic and just do her spiel it was so important yeah and that and you know a comedy episode about that was such a great episode yeah, too. Yeah, about honestly. like coming out to your family as you know, and your life as a lesbian of color, won yeah. an Emmy. Yeah, like that's a huge that's a deal. Moment. That's you know, a moment for sure. so but I think you know I've read so many think pieces this week that are like, yay! But it's like okay, cautious yay because again, this needs to be. It a, can't be a one and done situation. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's no. Keep going. And so that's what is exciting me, kind of bringing it back to Winnipeg is so exciting about this exhibit at 
the WAG because I think it's really because Jamie Isaac now has a new role. She's the curator of contemporary and indigenous art at the gallery. So I think in many ways this will kind of set the tone for stuff we'll be seeing. And it's not confined to any one gallery. So you kind of can't escape the show. Like it is everywhere. Like the fact that they have a local artwork from Kenneth Lavely mm-hmm. on the outside facade of the WAG yeah. is pretty cool. And so, and he even said, he's like, yeah, he's like, I can't wait to take Picasso down and put me up. <laughs> and, you know, it's yeah, like, and, you know, incredible. so it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. And just being there when they were actually doing the gallery changeover in the space was also, there was an energy about it that was really cool. So I, it's on until spring. So I'm sure there will be more things stories and things to come out of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, public opening is tonight and uh yeah i highly recommend seeing it that's really exciting so we're gonna also talk about um sports today (laughs) kind of as as most people know jen and i are not much into the sportsing we mostly go for hot dogs yeah hot dogs are a big draw for me at most all sporting events oh yeah you gotta you gotta get your taste test on yeah um but we have been to sporting events, and we're we're very we want to give a shout out to our winnipeg gold eyes of course because they they are the champions they're the champions good job guys they also p- played a 17 inning <laughs> game <laughs> this week against the wichita Wingnuts, which yes. a game that was so epic it was picked up by a bunch of media outlets i mean how could it not be because, really though honestly yeah it ended after 1 a.m oh those poor guys mike mcintyre <laughs> making deadline <laughs> i felt for him <laughs> uh but yeah but uh another uh free press writer randy turner made a very good point on twitter about how the gold eyes kind of seem like an overlooked club in the city even though they're the ones that win stuff yeah it's true fairly consistently yeah so so good job guys good job guys high fives all around um but other and i love going to baseball games actually i will admit that as pro support gold eyes as i am i have not been to a game probably in 10 years (laughs) i it's been a while for me too but i always it's one of those things when i do it i'm like why don't i do this every day you know like yeah going to the gym um you know you're just like this feels good and I enjoy it and then you don't do it forever um but yeah it's something I just like how uh, baseball is a whole experience like yeah it you're is. watching the game but there's also a lot of um, I went once when I lived in the states to Yankee Stadium and it was the Yankees Mets series that's because we cool. used to get reduced price tickets through school some some friends and I went and it was we we barely watched the game to be honest because the people that were around us were the most ridiculous humans in the world one guy got so intoxicated and was like heckling everyone around him that he had to be removed like forcibly removed by the police oh my god and that's what i go to see at games is like people being ridiculous i've been to a few uh, like two minnesota vikings games um and yeah it's interesting going to an NFL game because it's like on a, another plane. Like it's just <laughs> physically huge. Like there's just, it's, well, I mean, those stadiums hold, I don't even know how many people, so many people and the noise, like the sound, like the din of the crowd is just deafening. Like, and the cheerleaders, man, they do not get enough respect because They're they, they are working like those routines. Like, they're hard yeah they flip them up in the air and yeah. they're athletes too yeah and then like just the whole it's very easy to get caught up in that kind of and i guess it's kind of like the mob slash fan thing. i'm gonna tell my green bay packers story 
Yes, because <laughs> this speaks to it perfectly. Like, it's yeah. kind of just like, yeah, like, I want to sing the school Viking song. <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, in New York was from Wisconsin, and she invited me to come to a Packers bar somewhere in the west, lower west part of Manhattan. And I was like, sure, I'll come watch this game with you, not under- fully understanding what was about to happen. So she says, okay, I'm going to go two hours early to get this table. And I'm like, why? She's because it's going to be so full that we, we won't have anywhere to sit or stand. So I said, okay, you go. I'll meet you there. I show up not wearing green and yellow, which was my first mistake. Literally the only person in that entire bar without not wearing green and yellow. Did people have those like cheese hats on? No, no cheese hats. Mostly, I don't think there were cheese hats. Mostly just jerseys and stuff. But we get there and sure enough, it like fills up to over capacity for sure. Couldn't even move. Couldn't get to the bathroom. Couldn't get out the door could not move you're just there for the rest of the night you're trapped and then they had all these songs that they were singing whenever someone made a touchdown whenever there was a foul there was they played the bears which is apparently like a rivalry team chicago bears and they have a song called the bears still suck and they sing that and i was just like where am i what is this world that i have walked into it was very intense but hilarious Uh, yeah and i mean we're both music fans so i think there's a lot in there's a lot of parallels to be drawn between people who are like super fans of a band. Like honestly seeing Kiss in Fargo, North Dakota, no Grand Forks, North, North Dakota. That's, it was mm-hmm. the Alaris. Um, was not that dissimilar from attending a <laughs> Minnesota Vikings game in that people are like, I'm going to dress up yeah. and I am living for this moment. Also, why don't we have songs for our teams? Good question. Can someone write us uh, like a hilarious bombers song or a hilarious Jets song? That is your homework. Everybody? All these other teams have pretty thorough catalogs of songs for different occasions. And I can't think of a a bomber or Jets specific song that we have. No, neither can I. So someone get on that. As always, we finish the pod with what we're reading, watching, and are listening to. Jen and I are actually watching the same thing unknowingly. I know. So So we are the same person. Basically. We are. It's it's happened. It has become we've morphed. <laughs> Two have become one. Um yeah, we're both watching Nashville. So I had put off watching season five. And if you've put off watching season five, continue to do so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there may be spoilers in this segment. Oh, yeah, that's true. Also, Nashville, if you don't watch, is sort of about the music industry in the city of Nashville and a select cast of characters that are involved in it. And speaking of things that you develop preconceived notions on and then are thoroughly and delightfully surprised by, I thought Nashville was going to be like, eh, like kind of soapy and not really true to the it's music so scene. Good. It's actually so good. And T-Bone Burnett was a music advisor like forever on yep. it. So yep. the songs... Well, yeah, I wrote a whole story about that so good. when yeah. Blackie and the Rodeo Kings yeah. came. Um, yeah, because they, uh, not only do they help write all the songs, they play all the parts. And I often get like Juliet Barnes songs in my head. Like, mm-hmm. they're all so good. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there may be spoilers to come. This season... Raina's dead. Yeah, Raina dies. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> and actually, Connie Britton herself ruined that for me. Oh, yeah, she tweeted about it, right? She or? did. Hashtag yeah. RIP Raina. And I was like... Connie, I love you, but yeah, ruined it. But I didn't know how. Oh yeah, and uh, so, but I think I was disappointed with how. I was disappointed with how, and I felt like it would have probably been more impactful if I hadn't known it was coming. Oh, I didn't know it was coming, so I definitely cried. 
But I did feel like the tribute shows and like the episodes following were definitely way sadder. Oh, the funeral episode where her daughters go up and sing, I was bawling in my yeah. couch. But overall, not my favorite season. No, it's it's a little slow. I've, I started rewatching from the beginning and it really made season five look like crap, to be honest, because <laughs> the other, the first three seasons are so good. They're they so really good. are. I like, we started watching it in January of this year because I, again, I totally had like my, eh, we'll see. Um, and like mainline them. Like it was, I think we watched the entire mm-hmm. thing in like a month. Um, and same, this 22 episode season we watched in a week. <laughs> it's like, that's all <laughs> we do now is watch natural. Um, I appreciated how political the season was. Yeah. Like I did appreciate that they tackled, you know, the wrongful arrests of black people. Yeah. They tackled miscarriage. They tackled all kinds of things Mm -hmm. in the season that I appreciated. Mm -hmm. But just overall, like I just, I feel like they give their characters too much crap to deal with. Like, yeah. Can someone be happy for five minutes? Like, I guess Will's happy. Will's always happy. <laughs> he had a successful Budweiser commercial. He's, he's yeah, I love him. It just it doesn't have the same spark that it had when Connie Britton was still on. I feel like they're really missing Raina. I agree. Did you watch the OC? Oh yeah, heck yeah, I watched the OC. So do you remember Will on the OC? He's Ooh. Luke. <gasps> Get out of here! <laughs> you shut your mouth. Yeah. What? One in the same. Oh, man. I'm going to have to go back and watch all of the OC. Yeah. Why would you do that to me, Jen? <laughs> there goes the rest of my staycation. He, uh, yeah, he plays like the unlikable, like, like Misha Barton's boyfriend. Yeah, like douchebag villain. Get out of here. And now delightful gay cowboy. I did not connect those two mm-hmm. things at all. My One mind is just like. But yeah, that will smile just kills me every yeah. time. But yeah, I appreciate how they handle feminist issues because, uh, and I also appreciated when Hayden Pinnatier, who plays one of the lead roles, was pregnant in real life. They wrote her pregnancy into the script instead they of did. trying to hide it. And then they had her character deal with postpartum depression in a, like a really well done way, accurate way. And I don't know if Hayden ever won an award for that. because I she, think she should have. Because she was also dealing with postpartum depression in real life. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine how difficult that would have been. Yeah. Living that, that again at work, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a feminist show, which again, really surprised me about it. Um, it's obviously not perfect because nothing is, but it's great. Yeah. Um, things that are coming up that are exciting. Mm-hmm. Your favorite book is becoming a miniseries. Alias Grace. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. So we'll report back on that as well next week. Uh, what are you working on? Uh, next week, I am doing a story about a musician from Toronto. His name is, well, spelled A-H-I, so you think it's pronounced Ahi, like the tuna, but it's pronounced I. Um, and he's coming to the West End, so I'm doing a story about him. And I'm also doing a story about Price is Right Live, because as you know, I love Price is Right. So I interviewed um, the host of the touring show that's going to be here next week as well, and talked about sort of how to be a good game show host and, and sort of all the work that goes into that. It's not just talking and pointing a mic at someone there's like a lot of really important things that you need to know and learn and do cool i am i think mostly writing about tv next week (laughs) because uh yeah alias grace starts Mm -hmm. and then uh will and grace also starts oh i'm so excited next week um so i am going to write a column kind of looking at 
Will and Grace and why it's back and it's legacy the first time around and all that good stuff. Awesome. Um, as always, you can find everything that we're working on in the paper as well as winnipegfreepress.com. I didn't say www. <laughs> Aren't you proud? Yes, I am. Actually, it's, it's a struggle to listen to you do that every week. <laughs> it reveals my advancing age um <laughs> and you can follow us on social media i'm at jen's Ratty on twitter and instagram and i'm at naya rabble on twitter and still on instagram yes uh you didn't do it eh? didn't do it <laughs> we'll see you next week okay.